Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Afternoon, fellow Earthling scum. Ray Ratto here, but not Damon Bruce. He's busy soiling the United States' reputation in another country. So with me instead is the adorable Alan Styles. Hi, Hi Alan. Ray. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Ray? I'll I'll let you know in about three hours. <laughs> in the meantime, there's no alcohol here, so why don't we just get to the news? Uh, Stephen Curry got reevaluated today, or at least we got an update on it, and apparently. They bumped up his um, his reevaluation time to a week from now, mm-hmm. and in the meantime, he's going to miss at least the next four games, which is tonight, uh, tomorrow night at LA against the Lakers, Friday at home against Houston, Sunday against Minnesota, and then Tuesday against Portland. What does this suggest to you about how long he's actually going to be out? Do you think it's just going to be four games or how much further after that? Well, that's the whole thing about this reevaluation. Whenever you don't have a a hard date, it's hard to say. But look, they said all the right things in, in the release. They said that he's moving in the right direction. He started individual workouts. He's making good progress. So I'm not specifically worried about it. I think he is on track. I We all just are in this. We're going to get into Brock Purdy. Whenever our athletes get injured, it's just this optimistic light that we try to cast over everything. And sometimes you get hit with reality. And, and this is the reality. And looking at the Warriors and what they're going to have to do to overcome it, this is a little bit more time. But I, I think that there's nobody in the Warriors organization surprised. Let's say that. Well, I mean, they get, they're the ones who get to do the announcing, so I can't imagine why they'd be surprised. Well, but, when they got the initial yeah. news. But my my theory has always been whenever they say we're going to reevaluate, mm-hmm. that usually means add two weeks. Right. Because they are more conservative than most. And that would take them through next weekend, which is Clippers, Pelicans, and then the start of a three-game roadie. So I think we're looking at at least six, maybe more than that, at a time when... They're down to the final third of their season. Yeah. And, you know, it. they're not out of anything yet, but they can see out of it from where they're standing if they don't do well while he's out. I think it's to the point now where you start playing with the idea of, and like you said, they never rush anybody back. Maybe if there was some type of race going on, but you haven't shown the ability to play at a championship level for a long stretch of time, right? Their longest streak was five games, and that was against not great competition at home, and they had to scrape to get those five straight. I think that Warriors at this point are on the other side of things, and they're not... If if they're conservative as they normally are, add some more conservativeness to that, and I I don't know when we're going to see Steph, to be completely honest. Because what's the point of rushing him back? If you can get him back a little bit before playoff time, rushing him back to slide into a a playing spot? I, I don't know how much sense that makes. Well, I also don't know how close to 100% they're expecting him to be. Mm-hmm. 
And I think he is the one exception to the general rule, which is load management ends when the all-star break ends. Right. Because if you're involved in some kind of race, either for the top seed or to get in the top six or to get in the play-in, you're not load managing anymore. Mm -hmm. It's all hands on deck as often as you can get them out there, which brings us weirdly to the Andrew Wiggins situation, where uh, wherein he's missed now he missed the last game and the entire All Star break because he has a family situation, an unspecified family situation. Right. He's not expected to play tomorrow night, and if, I think given that that it's a back to back that it seems unlikely that he would play Friday against Houston either. I mean, that's just a guess on my part, but that makes them that much weaker because even though he has not been the Andrew Wiggins of a year ago, he's still more helpful than whatever they're going to be bringing off the bench for 32 minutes a night. No, and GP2 was the addition, but the addition that cannot play right now. So it's a lot of DiVincenzo who's been playing well. It's continued... Clay Thompson, you know, attempting to guard the other team's best guard or small forward. And you have Jordan Poole, who's going to have to do his thing. And you look up, Ray, and Clay Thompson, outstanding month of January. I would say Jordan Poole played pretty darn well or has played pretty darn well with Steph out. And you look up and they didn't they didn't come out to be victories, a lot of them. So. That's the tough thing about it. Andrew Wiggins adds a dimension to this team offensively and defensively that nobody else matches. And I, and, I, and that's Steph included because Steph obviously beats him offensively. You have defensively, you have Draymond, but there's no other Andrew Wiggins that you can count on at times to get a bucket or stop a bucket. They don't have anybody else. No, they don't. They've been running with a real thin margin for error mm -hmm. all year long. And that's why... The defensive problems they've had look as bad as they do. Right. I mean, it's just if you are not going to be scoring 120 a night, which is like Denver Nuggets in the 90s territory. Yeah. Uh, you can't give up 118, and they they are routinely among the league leaders now in games where you allow 120 or more. I mean, they're just. They're not just inconsistent defensively. They're not good defensively. Mm -hmm. And I don't know at this point how they get any better. I mean, well, I think maybe we're looking at the defensive team that they're going to be, which means they're either going to have to be sensational on the offensive end mm -hmm. or they're going to be quicken out. Where are you at with it's more of a CYO you know, some young kids playing basketball thing. But where are you at on the whole defense's effort? Is that overblown? It's the foundation of it. Mm -hmm. But in the NBA, it's also recognizing schemes. It's nuances. It's not jumping into guys. I mean, it, there's a lot of things about it. But if you're not going to put in the effort to be good defensively, and you, there's nothing you can do about that. You can't play Rover in the NBA right. and get away with stuff. You have to be, you have to be a hard worker, and you got to be sound fundamentally to play proper defense in this league. And I don't think that they don't work hard enough. I think they're just sloppy at it. Yeah, I mean, most of the young guys are not very good defensively. No, I don't think. I, I mean, Poole is not good defensively. Divincenzo's not really there to be a defensive stopper. Uh, Kaminga is very hit or miss. So really. Who are your Who are your prime defenders? They yeah. are Wiggins. Mm -hmm. They are uh, Green. They are Looney. Those are the three guys you can rely on night in and night out. That will not only put the effort in, but make it make it look like there's positive things happening on that end of the floor. But you're not a good defensive team if you only got three guys who can do that. And everybody wants to continue to go back and compare this team to last year's team. And I'm looking around as we talk about defensively. You have GP2 back. Obviously, you haven't had him. But you have GP2 to the mix. Where is the difference defensively between... DiVincenzo might be... People might think he's a, a little bit of a better defender than he is because he, you know, he went to Villanova and I just oh. think the way he defends looks like he's a really good defender. He might look like he's a really good defender. 
he is he's not a bad defender, but I don't know if he's as good as people just think because he looks like he's working really hard. Well, he looks he looks like a good defender this year in part because you're comparing him to some right. other guys on that team. Yes, he's better than yeah. the, the rest he of is the not, team. He is not a swinging tavern door. No, no, um, he's not a he's not a, a, a safety cone. No, but you know, he he at least will give you the honest effort. Mm-hmm. And he knows that he's not going to play much if he doesn't do that. Right. Well, well, we you didn't mention Kaminga. No, I did mention Kaminga in briefly. I think he's hit and miss defensively. Yeah. I mean, there are times when he's just eye opening. Right. And other times he's cringeworthy, like any young player, mm-hmm. because defense is not something that you pick up right away. You've got to learn stuff. I mean. Looney was not a great defender for probably the first four years of his career. Mm-hmm. You know, he was just limited physically. Couldn't get up off the ground. He was he was slow. His hips were bothering him. But now, he can lock down guys who are bigger than him. Right. And, and going back to the whole last year versus this year thing, I'm looking around at the two rosters, and last year, they were good defensively. I don't think Otto Porter Jr. makes that big of a difference. You have GP2 back, even though you haven't ha- had him, and he's not playing right now. But Otto Porter Jr., GP2, and Bielitsa, and you get DiVincenzo, and they're this this worse defensively? That doesn't make sense. Well, it's because those guys were bridge players. Mm-hmm. Now the Warriors are thin to a point where they need guys who were bridge players to be impact players. Right. And I don't think, frankly, they're just they're deep enough to do the things they did last year defensively. You know, I think their limitations become that much more glaring. And because teams now know they can attack, not with impunity, but they know there's an excellent chance of success either by getting the basket or getting fouled. Right. Well, and then if you don't, Get get the basket or get fouled. You're probably getting the offensive rebound. That's the yeah. other. That's the other piece of this. So that is not a good recipe for a good defensive team. Yeah. So we should take a break. One because mm-hmm. I'm exhausted, and two because I'm really exhausted. So we're going to take a break for six minutes. We'll tell you that we're sponsored for God knows what reason by Five Hour Energy, and then we'll be back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. Oh, that's weak lead-in music. How old do you think we are? Um, yeah. It's a Warriors Wednesday, which means it's brought to you by Friedman's Appliance, a trusted name since 1922. Not unlike yourself, Alan. So visit Friedman'sAppliance.com today, and that's an order. Will do. Hey, guess who doesn't have a healthy quarterback again? Uh, let me guess. The San Francisco 49ers. They're the best. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the starter. I'm absolutely convinced of it. Will you stop with that? No, no, no. There's a there's a reason for my madness. Okay. One, it will make every host at this radio station pull off their own heads <laughs> and shower the ceiling in plasma from their rage. And the other thing is, it will make the fan base crazy. Mm-hmm. And frankly, no fan base deserves it more than this one. Why? Because they're annoying on an almost, not on an almost daily basis, on an almost hourly basis but do you think it's specific to the niners or do you just think all no, fan bases they're, are they're, yeah all, no, all fine fan bases are populated largely by sheep but <laughs> 49er fans and their obsession with a quarterback is particularly irritating and not only because they're the ones that confront us most often mm-hmm. uh but brock purdy's elbow can't be operated on today right. because it's still swollen and red and cranky. Mm-hmm. So now they pushed it back to, what is it, March 5th, I think? Well, it's just early March. Yeah, early March. Exact date. And that's if the swelling goes down. Right. And if not, then he's going to miss time in the regular season because they say it's a six-month process. Right. And if he gets it done on time, which is early, early March, the season starts in early September. And the fact that they say six months doesn't necessarily mean that he's game ready in six months so either trey lance is going to a be cured and b be brilliant or bring back jimmy you don't think he got priced out you don't think the market that was the whole thing oh we got jimmy on a good deal jimmy's going to essentially even if he didn't play this past season which he did and he played really well but even if he didn't play there were a lot of quarterbacks out there that were garbage and jimmy garoppolo is better than them but this is a better shopping offseason for mm-hmm. teams that need a quarterback. I mean, you've got Aaron Rodgers. You've got uh, Derek Carr. Derek Carr. You know, you've got the usual Flotsam and Jetsam behind that. If Geno Smith doesn't get franchise tagged for some reason, somebody's going to want him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the market for Jimmy Garoppolo outside San Francisco is going to be nearly as robust as people think. Because it wasn't last year either, but there was a reason for that. Right. And it's the same thing with Jimmy. My question with anybody that is looking to keep Jimmy and why this might lend itself to your argument to have to, to possibly find Jimmy still in a Niner jersey would just be the injuries. I mean, you're yeah. signing. What are you signing Jimmy to if you are the Jets or whoever? How many years do you think Jimmy has and on top of that, how many years do you think he has versus how good you think he is, right? I mean, the Aaron Rodgers rental, that's a little bit different than a Jimmy Garoppolo two-year, three-year deal when he hasn't really proven majority of the time. He hasn't played majority of the season. And I know it's Kyle Shanahan, so maybe people are saying, let's get him out of the red and gold and see what he can do. But I don't know... How many teams would be, hey, this is our guy, one, just from a Jimmy Garoppolo standpoint, I think he's a fine quarterback, but just this is the guy that's going to take us over the top. Now you're talking about a bridge quarterback that can't stay healthy. Yeah, but how many teams are that close to playing in a Super Bowl at this point? Like five? Well, that that goes and And, right. and, and the, all the other ones have their quarterback. Yes. So we're talking about that next tier of teams that is trying to get from seven and ten to eight and nine. That's the Jets, and well, it's absolutely the Jets, but yeah. it's also Carolina. It's mm-hmm. you know, you can go through the list. I mean, I think the, I put the Jets above Carolina. I would put the Jets and the Saints in that category, and whatever. I don't know what to do with the Bucks. 
Oh, I think we know what to do with the box. <laughs> Hell, Ray, please go no, on. Oh no, they're 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 battered, fried, and ready to eat. <laughs> um, but that whole division, I'm, all I'm saying is, mm-hmm. the teams that are going to be shopping for quarterbacks are not the Super Bowl contenders. They're the ones no. who honestly believe that they could get into the playoffs if they upgraded a quarterback. Right, and I think Jimmy Garoppolo would be an upgrade. Now, I'm not saying that he's going to be back, but I do like the fact that everybody was sure he was gone last year. And Kyle Shanahan said, ah, not so fast. Well, so, he, yeah, he went out and, and did the he, same thing. And if he's looking at Purdy's not ready, we've looked at Lance and we still don't like enough about him. Because, look, that's been the real knock on him more than the injury. It's that they don't like his arm as much as they thought they would, and they don't think he's as good a runner as they thought he'd be. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't why wouldn't Kyle Shanahan just say, you know what, if those are my choices, the injured Brock Purdy or the incomplete Trey Lance, and Garoppolo hasn't signed with anybody, bring him back again. So why he's a better he's a better backup than any other backup in the game. But why do but why continue to even after you knew Brock was injured and you know what can come with with surgery anytime you're going under the knife and you know that there's a lot you don't know with Trey Lance. Why sit up there in that press conference and just immediately say, no, J- Jimmy will not be back? Do you think at this point, Kyle Shanahan just doesn't, he doesn't care. Hey, I can say what I want. It doesn't matter. When the facts change, opinions change. Yes. I think that's exactly what every coach believes. Yeah. Just say, what, up there, say yeah. what you need at the time. Well, yeah, because nothing about what they say is ever binding. Mm-hmm. You're never forced to. And it's not a question of lying. It's just, this is what I think today. Yeah. And in a week, I'll probably think something else. Right. And you'll buy it hook, line, and sinker because you want the quotes. So I, I, that's what I think. Now, do I think he wants to bring back Garoppolo? No, it sounds like their relationship is not as good as it was a year ago. Right. But he's also an incredible pragmatist. And he knows that Super Bowl windows do not stay open for very long. Right. And this one may have one, two more years left in it before he's got to start recycling good players. And at that point, if he's looking at no Purdy, don't like Lance, where do you shop? You're going to bring in one of the 40 McCowan brothers? But here's the thing, though. If you keep Jimmy, right, you're going to... Again, his market isn't bad. It's just he's going to be more expensive than he was this year, you yeah. can assume. So if you keep Jimmy, Brock is a question mark, but he's not going to be done all season. So then if you keep Jimmy and you're playing Jimmy and you're paying Jimmy, and now Brock is ready whenever he's ready in week two, week three, whatever, do you just insert Brock because the, you felt the offense looked better and you sit Jimmy on the bench? And pay him to ride pine? That's not a decision they have to make until the decision comes time. But I don't think he wants to go into next season with no quarterback that he can trust. Look, Ray, you got to move on from Jimmy. Get you a Taylor, I don't have to get, move. You, get you a Taylor Heineke and let's just keep it moving. Taylor Heineke. Couldn't hold his job in Washington. <laughs> I mean, he's got moxie. He reminds me of yeah. He he's got of grit older Brock too. Purdy. Yeah, he's, he's got, got grit. grit. He's a high motor guy. Yeah, he's yeah. He's one of your classic great backup white quarterbacks. That's right. You That's right. Leave. You know he can. No, I, he can make the easy throws. Ray. Yeah. The only thing I'm saying, and I don't think Garoppolo's coming back mm-hmm. either. I just would like the Schadenfreude. I would I like know. people to be angry about this. You want to see the world burn? Yes. Because what? Let's face it. What has the world done? That means it doesn't deserve to burn. It depends on who you ask, Ray. Well, I've asked me, and every time my answer is the same. <laughs> you know, I just want to give a quick shout out to the Xfinity Mobile text line in the YouTube chat, Ray. Well, what do you, you think go about ahead. That? What do you think about that? I don't need to know. <laughs> so, no, you, you go ahead. Shout out whichever one no. of those reprobate hyenas you want. To no, I'm, I'm just just I, keep me out. I of am it. shouting them out as a whole. Oh, as a, I, as a class of people. Yes, I'm shouting them out as a whole for doing what they do because me and Ray were talking, uh, you know, in the pre-show, and a lot of times I'm doing the night show, and Ray. The text line is never open, so I'm rushing to get ready for the show. Ray's not logged in. I got to log in, so it's very nice. And I finally figured out why Ray makes me log into this stuff. It's because he, he just you're just not about that life. You're not no. about the text life. 
I don't want to know what my opinion is, so I'm certainly not going to ask anybody else what theirs is. <laughs> well, I just wanted to give them a quick shout out. There. Well, no, I, I think you should befriend them as best you can. But I you, mean, they'll turn on you. Don't. Oh, I know. Trust yeah, me, I'm I mean, well aware. They're vicious little criminals. I am man, well aware. I am well aware. I find life is easier going home at night knowing mm. I haven't talked to any of them. Wow. All right. You know, it depends on the day. As Sometimes. you get older, you'll discover that people are incredibly overrated. All right. Well, I, I mean, not just overrated. Yet. There ought to be a bounty on them. <laughs> and if you could make a decent coat out of human skin, there would be. Wow. You you know, you're not disappointed right now, Ray. But, oh, look, yeah, but it's early. It is still early. And I did want to let everybody know. So, so John, who's back here producing another fellow Alameda. And I'm thinking tomorrow, Ray, why don't we all carpool together? What do you think about that? We all live in Alameda. Yeah, well, I ride the boat. I, I can ride what time? We'll just hop on in. Uh, let me, you know what? <laughs> we'll get to a break and I'll figure out what boat I want to get on. Okay. Because I've got stuff to do in the morning. You I, let me know. And I will. You let me know. You let but, me no, know. No, the boat's great. Oh, I love it. Especially, especially going home when the bar is open. Okay. Because nothing says entertainment like washing away the stain of another day here. <laughs> <laughs> After that, just pouring something down that's like deeply purple or fizzy. There you go. And just you know, you know what? I want to be half blind by the time I get home. Wow. Well, the the, the you got to be getting after it because the boat the boat ride is not that long, right? No, it's twenty minutes, which means you have to pack a lot of drinking in. Yeah, you got to get it in quick. Get it in quickly. That's in what fact, you got to do. I, I order mine with a sippy cup. Okay. Uh, that oh, way, there's less spillage. Right. And that's important on a rough night like tonight will be. Okay, well, because it's there'll, there'll be some waves. You know, people will be people will be drinking if Jimmy Garoppolo does come back. I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> I'm completely. I I just want I the that's the only reason I want mm -hmm. him to come back is that it will make the largest number of people angry. Where would you put him? Where are you at in the Jimmy Garoppolo versus Derek Carr conversation? Uh. You have to define your terms because are we talking about as a 49er quarterback or as just a quarterback in general? Well, I would say if you are the Jets and it's the same, let's just say for the sake of the drill, it's the same deal. And you are the Jets. The Jets have been very, sounds like everything went well with Derek Carr. They even said, hey, you win some games here, we'll make you a first ballot Hall of Famer. So they're really going, they're really yeah, so, going in. So they're really to, lying through They're their really team. lying. They're yeah. really just saying whatever yeah. they, they can say. But yeah. you'll be the Nobel Prize winner in chemistry. You know what, Derek? We're going to turn You'll be Miss America. You will. You will. Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, they're both on line one for the Jets. And the Jets get their pick. Same deal. Who would you go with? Probably Carr. Because the one thing that you don't know about Garoppolo mm -hmm. is how he would do in a system that is more quarterback dependent than the 49ers is. And I think that's a question that we are getting to with Brock Purdy. And it's hard to say that without people thinking you're being disrespectful. We're not being disrespectful. That's just a really good offense with a lot of weapons. It is. Well, it's well. List the most important players on the offensive side. You're going to go through four guys before you get to the quarterback. Mm -hmm. Start with McCaffrey and or Trent Williams. Mm -hmm. You can have them one and one A if you want. Then either Kittle or Samuel. Right. So there's two and two A. Now, you know, who's more important, your quarterback or your tight end? Normally, it would be the quarterback. Right. On this team, I don't think it is. Because Shanahan has constructed an offensive system wherein you don't have to have Patrick Mahomes for everything to go well. Because you've got all these other weapons that allow you to do the things you want to do. Because the 49ers scored a ton of points last year. They did. And they scored a ton of points in, in 2019, too. You know, when they, went, when they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And they did it with an offense that wasn't, high powered and it wasn't throw deep and hope for the best it was grind clock and run the ball i mean people keep referring to that the conference final against green bay when they only threw the ball eight times right and they think that was a lack of faith in jimmy garoppolo no it wasn't it was a lack of respect for the green bay runch defense yeah he says we're gonna do what works and this is what's working all day long
Yeah, but I think that we've learned. That's the thing about this whole Jalen Hurts situation. He's going to get the bag. They're going to bring in the Brinks truck, and that's all fine and good. And I hope Jalen Hurts plays very well. We all know his story. We all watched him. He's gotten better every year, but this was his breakout year. And because of the timing, the Eagles are going to have to pay him. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we know right now what Jalen Hurts is with an outstanding roster. But once you pay him, that roster is not going to look like that. I don't know what Jalen Hurts is. We know what we know what Patrick Mahomes is with a B roster. Dare I call it a B minus C plus roster? I'm not saying this year it was that, but I don't know. I don't know if it was a A roster for sure. But you have, but it's Patrick Mahomes. Well, it's Patrick Mahomes, but also Kansas City committed to improving its offensive line, which is the second most important part of any team. Yes. I mean, nobody recognizes it because it's not fun to watch. Mm -hmm. But part of why Jalen Hurts was Jalen Hurts this year was because Philadelphia's offensive line was regarded by anyone who paid any attention as by far the best offensive line in football. And because it was the best offensive line in football... Jalen Hurts could do stuff that he wouldn't have been able to do a year ago and might not be able to do in two more years when some of those guys, you know, signed free agent deals in other places. So he got paid in part. And deservedly. Right. He got paid in part because of their play and his ability, you know, to elude and also their ability to keep him safe. They pay him. Now they can't pay what helped him stay safe and perform at the level, partly. I'm not taking anything away from Jalen Hurts. So it's this cycle, and I don't know what Jalen Hurts will be with a... If this was an A roster and they got to the Super Bowl, almost won it, but this isn't horseshoes. You came up against Patrick Mahomes. Now you pay him. Will he ever have this good of a roster again? I don't know. He could have this good of an offensive line again. And yeah. that, that helps a lot. I mean, who was their extraordinary wide receiver? Who was the one that you say that's the best guy in football? Then they the had Eagles? two pretty good play. They had two pretty AJ good wide Brown. receivers, but not magic. No, you had. And, and the point is, those guys mm -hmm. are definitely top twelve, top fifteen. Right. And they had time to get open because Jalen Hurts had time to wait for them to get open. Right. And that's why I say the offensive line is the second most important part of your football team. It just. Your quarterback thrives behind a good offensive line. If your quarterback thrives, your wide receivers thrive. Mm -hmm. And and I don't think that situation with Jalen Hurts is unique to Jalen Hurts. Again, this is no slight. I think that's how most quarterbacks are. Yeah. So then Patrick Mahomes is an alien. We shouldn't even include him in these conversations anymore. I think Joe Burrow to some degree because he hasn't had a great offensive line, but he gets the ball out quickly. So then getting back to Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy, you have them in these great situations. Jimmy Garoppolo, and I, and I think that's why he, he's probably going to move on. But if I'm another team going back to the idea of paying him, we probably saw Jimmy Garoppolo, the best version of Jimmy Garoppolo this year, because there's no roster that he's going to that's going to be as good as this Niners roster. Well, exactly. That's why I think the market for him will not be as swollen as people think it will be they, at, at the beginning of and if he's and if he's still waiting mm -hmm. for for a for a home run he might have to settle for a loud single or a double maybe from here and that you know maybe that happens in august when kyle shanahan sees what he's got and isn't happy with it and at this point kyle shanahan you could almost just make a joke about it if i'm kyle shanahan and i get up there if jimmy is back at well guys we're back at it again the, yeah. media, the media just laughs and nobody cares that no. a couple months ago he said no he's out of here because yeah, the, the thing is i know what kyle shanahan wants to do mm -hmm. but he is pragmatic enough to know that if you can't do what you want to do you do what you have to do right and that's what he did last year because they they couldn't wait to get rid of him last year, and they couldn't. And so when time came and you know nobody knew what Brock Purdy was, he was still you know, in the box with the styrofoam peanuts. Right. And you know, Jalen Hurts has not made them fall in love with him yet. They go, okay, the best backup quarterback is the one we were, we've been trying to put on the front lawn like a fraternity <laughs> couch, and nobody took him. So let's sign him. And they did, and people people had great laughs about that. Except then Lance goes down, Garoppolo saves their bacon, essentially, mm -hmm. then he goes down. Right. And, and then now. Purdy thrives. So the 
the result is that now people now believe that the 49ers have a system that doesn't need an elite quarterback. They'd like to have one, yeah, but they don't need one. But do you think that how people continue to say that and, oh, because of this roster, do you think just looking at, and not that there are a bunch of elite quarterbacks running around, but you could trade, you could remove some of the eliteness of your roster and it will be made up with an elite quarterback. I guess, when is the last time a Super Bowl was won the way Kyle Shanahan is trying to win it? I don't know that it's ever been done that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, when the when the Ravens won the first time, right? They didn't have a great offense under any circumstances, but mm-hmm. they had a, a epical defense. Right? They they could hold the other team to minus three, so they would basically just strangle you, mm-hmm. and then Trent Dilfer would just say, "Please don't throw four interceptions, and we'll be fine." And he said, "Okay, I got gotcha. you." Yeah, and then he throw three, <laughs> and he won. Yeah, but that that's. That's probably the closest comp. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is, you know, Kyle Shanahan, and I don't know if this is what he prefers, but this is what he can do. What he can do is, I can make an offense score a lot of points, even though my quarterback is not directly responsible for it. Right. And so now he's got that reputation because he's done this with a guy who was Tom Brady's backup. Then he's now done it with a guy who was picked last in the draft. So you are what you show yourself to be. What he's shown himself to be is a guy who you give him a great running back, you give him competent wide receivers, you give him two-thirds of a good offensive line and a great defense, and I score 31. You score 31, you have one of the best offenses in football. Yeah. It may not look like Kansas City's, and it may not look like Cincinnati's, but... Not not everybody gets to have Burrow or, no. or Mahomes. And I would include Josh Allen in that. I would include I would almost include Justin um um Justin Herbert in that. But the Chargers are such a yeah, high fight. I don't know. Yeah, Justin you can't Herbert. blow you can't blow a twenty seven playoff league. You can't. And that's and not on him. That's on a shambolic and injury riddled defense. But Justin Herbert has not done the magic thing yet. Not yet. So he's he's clearly a step below that group. Yeah. As we go through each year, though, that list continues to get bigger. We have the older QBs who are now riding off into the sunset, obviously Peyton Manning. And then you have Phillip Rivers and Drew Brees and obviously Tom Brady now. And you have this new regime and if you're a Niner fan, may, maybe you think Brock Purdy is this piece of it. Maybe you think Trey Lance is this piece of it. But it does feel like there are QBs that are coming out that are more ready-made than in the past. And that's why everybody's, let's go, let's go. Is Tua, is Tua good enough or not? Are these guys good enough or not? And the guys that aren't good in year one, year two, they get question marks. So Kyle Shanahan, he's just on a completely different time period and how he's trying to do it and who's who knows he might have done it if if Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt I have no clue but what I do know is this you can score as much as you want in the regular season but if you don't have a guy in the postseason and you have to go up against one of the guys I don't know if the Kyle Shanahan template works what hasn't worked yet it hasn't worked yet so he should be fired is what you're saying no well, that's what we're going with until this break is over. All right. Well, then, um, you know, and, then and when we come back, cut. Monty Poole will will call you a liar about this 49er <laughs> thing. I promise you. All right. Um, but until then, we are president. We are presented by Fremont Bank, full service banking, and not a single compromise. Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. You better on the music. I'm trying to warn you. I mean, this stuff is this stuff was a hit before Alan was born. Where's your dignity? Um, this soul eviscerating nightmare is streaming live on YouTube, and don't ask me why. Either way, though, if you're if you feel compelled to bathe in this horror show. Head to youtube.com slash 957thegame to watch us live and see what's going on inside the studio. Don't. I'm just telling you, don't. Please do. 
Like and subscribe for all 95.7 The Game you can content on YouTube. Again, don't. <laughs> um, in fact, here's somebody that I know never watches on YouTube, and he's all the better for it. Monty Poole from NBC Sports Bay Area, who lives and breathes the Warriors, but actually pays attention to other stuff, too. Monty, we're not going to ask you about James Wiseman today. Do you want to stay on the line? <laughs> Go ahead and ask about Big James if you want, but yeah, I'm good. <laughs> are, are you are you locked into the pist the remainder of the Pistons schedule then? Oh, you know, I'm kind of watching it from afar because I mean, I think James is going to be able to score in this league. I thought he could have scored with the Warriors, but you know, if you look at the Warriors' recent history, that's not what their centers do. <laughs> oh, I didn't want you to answer. I, I just wanted you to be horrified by the notion of having to talk about him again. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, boring, yes, but James makes it exciting because I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure he does. Yeah, absolute <laughs> thrill ride. Um, the Warriors updated the Stephen Curry condition, said he will miss at least the next four games, but then they will reevaluate re him in a week. In your head, what does that sound like in terms of actual missed games? Mid March. Okay, Mid March. If they if they get him for the final. You know, 12 games or so, um, I think they will take and run with it. And if they get him for the final 15, they'll be giddy. Um, but, you know, I, we knew going in that uh, he wasn't going to come back after, immediately after the break. And so another week, they'll reevaluate him again. And at that point, you know, we're probably going to get the, well, he'll, he's progressed now to uh, on-court activities, uh, maybe non-contact, and that another week, and then he'll be back. Uh, that's my forecast. So you're looking at Another two weeks before, I think he probably will be clear to play. If he comes back sooner than that, man, they will jump for joy. So essentially, the start of that road trip that starts in L.A. and ends in Dallas on the 22nd is what you're looking at. Yeah. I mean, you got, you got, they got 23 games or 24 games to go. And you look at the what's left. You know, ideally, they want to win. For them to get a chance to get to the top six, and again, it's going to be difficult. But, you know, if, if Steph can be around for 15 to 16 of those games, um, that should do it, give him a chance at least. But if he's going to miss, you know, 10 of those games, uh, that puts a hole in it, I think. So we got to see, you know, what, 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 how he ends up. But I think at this stage, you know, we can always look back and go, you know what, this team without Steph is not very good. But this team with Steph this year has not been special either. So, I mean, you can't expect him his return to cure all their ills when most of their ills are on the other side of the basketball on the defensive end. Andrew Wiggins out tomorrow night. You know, the personal reasons that have been continuing, obviously not here to speculate on, on anything that's going on. Does it just seem to be a fluid situation, Monty? Is there any type of timeline or is it just when he's back, he's back? Uh, yeah, I think it's kind of where when he's back, he's back. Um you know, when you hear a family situation, then you just kind of let it go. I mean, you don't mm -hmm. really try and, you know, start trying to ferret out, well, what's the problem? You know, yeah. who's sick or who's this, who's that? I think you get, that becomes dangerous. You just wait it out and see when he comes back and hope everything is going well for him and his family. Um, now, as to when he'll return, there's been no indication. So, but he he's missed big time. He is missed. Um, and he was just starting to find his game again. Uh, he was really good uh, the last couple of games. So, um, yeah, that's going to put another hole in the, in the Warriors' hopes of kind of gaining some momentum here uh, to start off the second, well, not the second half, but start off the, the post-All-Star schedule. So uh, it, it's going to be tough for them to make any progress uh, without Steph, without Wiggins. Talking about, you know, they're, those are the two guys who are their last two All-Stars. So uh, they're not in great shape. When... When the Warriors talk about Wiggins and his absence, do, without, I mean, I, I know they don't give you any hint about what it's about, and I don't want to know anyway, but do they seem optimistic or pessimistic that he will be back soon, or do they even avoid putting any sense of when they might hope he'd be back? Um, I think there's, well, from what I can gather, based on just a feel, the vibe, is that um, they don't want to go to a point where they're swaying one way or the other um, because it sounds like something that could be around for a minute or two, and they just don't want to 
assume he'll be back next week or tomorrow or, you know, he'll be out for a month. Or they don't want to go in, in any of that situation in terms of sort of um, projecting how long he'll be out. So um, the best guess is that, you know, he can come back at some point and they just don't know when. And they right now it's, it's what, like the old coaches say, you, you got to coach what you have. And you got to play with what you have. And right now, he's not there, and he's not he's not going to be there until guess what? He is there. And whenever that happens, you know they'll be happy to see him. But um, yeah, there's no indication as to when that'll be. Whether this is going to be a week, or two days, or two more days, or two more weeks. Monty, with the heading into the like you said, post All Star break, basically the end of the season. Who have you talked to? connected to the Warriors or what have you heard or seen and can you speak to the vibe of the Warriors right now and do they feel optimistic I know everybody is going to say the right things but if you read between the lines how does everybody feel I mean we haven't really talked about the fact that the Suns have Kevin Durant and the Mavs got Kyrie what is the current vibe that you have taken away from the Warriors right now well the thing about the Warriors this season is that the vibe and the reality have not been the same Mm -hmm. And, you know, no matter what gets said, and they often say the right things, but when you watch them on the court, you know, you don't, you don't, you see it all over the place. There are games you watch them on the court and you think, wow, they look really good. And there's games you watch them on the court and they're like, they look terrible. They look awful. Um, and so the vibe is, yeah, it's optimistic, but that hasn't really mattered. You know, when you have a team that can identify its problems, but here we are four months into the season almost, and unable to solve those problems, you have a real issue. <laughs> and so it, it's hard to know if they will solve the problem at any point in the next 24 games. We know that if they don't, they will miss the playoffs. If they do, they will either be in a play-in or top six position. But the vibe is, yeah, that we know what we have to do and we, and we still can do it. But hearing that, in feeling that is not the same as actually seeing it because it hasn't been, it hasn't happened. Not at one point this season has this team been more than three games over 500. Not once. And so that's not, uh, that's not becoming of a defending champion. That's a team that's searching for itself, trying to figure out what they can, what they can sort of cobble together to stay afloat and stay in the, in the competitive uh, postseason run. So they'll, I think they'll get to the postseason. But it's hard to be optimistic, no matter what people say, it's hard to be optimistic about where they're going to go when they get there, when you've seen no sign, no reason to believe that they're going to make a, a deep run. I mean, when Draymond went off on the uh, defense after the last game of the season against the Clippers, he was dead on. He was dead on. The defense looks lifeless so many times. And honestly, he's probably too late. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. if, if, And we don't know if there'll be any response to that. That's a thing, um, because there have been discussions about what we need to do, what needs to, here's what we need to do, here's what we can do, here's what we're going to do, and they will do it for a game or two. And then they'll come, come, come upon a game where it just doesn't show up. So, I mean, let's face it, this team has been swept by the Pistons. You know, <laughs> swept by the Magic. Yeah. You know, and so it's as much as we want to dress it up and say they're defending champions of proud bunch, championship core, all of those things. Nothing that anybody says right now means a whole lot until it happens on the floor. If you talk to Steph, that's what you're going to hear. <laughs> we can talk about it till we're blue in the face, but it ain't going to mean anything until we do it. And they haven't done it. Is there a working theory outside the inner circle of the Warriors as to why they haven't figured it out by now? And maybe they have figured it out, but they can't do it. Is there a working theory that's accepted around the league as to why they have turned this season into what it is? Well, there's a couple. For one, uh, the first one is is last season, the championship last season was, uh, how do I put this politely, unexpected. (laughs) They did not know that they could do that until they got to the postseason, and then you saw who they were playing, and you saw the, 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 they, the feeling they felt like they belonged. This was their turf, and you saw it in the postseason. But in the, in the regular season, they weren't sure what they were going to get to. They weren't sure they could win this thing until they got to the postseason and said, okay, we got, we got through Denver. Okay, we got through Memphis. I think we're in good shape now, and they, they pulled it off. But go back to the beginning of last season, 
they started great, but that was unexpected. And so I was talking to Bob Myers the other day, and and I called it the Uh Oh Championship <laughs> because it was the one that they got that didn't people didn't see coming. The, the first one they got, people kind of saw it coming slowly but surely. The next two that they got, everybody saw it coming. Saw those two coming. The last one, eh, you know, people thought maybe they'll compete for a championship. Maybe, maybe not. So that kind of, I think that changed the perception of who the Warriors are. And honestly, they're a different team than they were last season, obviously, for the roster purposes. But also, the league is different. And the way the Warriors play is not the same. It's not, it's different from what most teams do in the NBA now. And it can be successful because they're the Warriors, because they have Steph and Clay. When Steph and Clay are on their games, the way they play on offense can work. And by that, I'm saying that most teams go with four or five shooters. Denver has five shooters on the floor. And Jokic is, is one of those shooters, and he's also an assist guy. He's also a playmaker. So the Warriors have three on the floor. They have three shooters when Wiggins and Clay and Steph are out there. And you've got Draymond and, and Loon, who don't really shoot. And Loon shoots no threes. Draymond shoots the occasional three. And neither Draymond nor Loon are considered strong inside finishes. Loon is, Loon is crafty inside, you know, but they don't have guys who... Their best finish in the paint is probably to Michael Green. He's the one guy who can dunk in traffic, you know, yeah. uh, and does it, you know, on occasion. So they're they're playing offensively. I won't say with one hand behind their back, but they're playing a different game on offense. And they need Steph Clay Wiggs to be on their games to be able to compete at the highest level. And we just haven't seen that very often this year. And so um, when you look at that, yeah, you talk about the, the working theories as to what's not happening. What's not happening is that they're playing a they're playing an unusual style of basketball in today's NBA where so many teams are playing four and five out, and they're different. And just because you're the Warriors doesn't mean that you're going to get it done that way in today's NBA. And that's why I think, you know, that's one of the things. And the other thing is this. You can get old in the NBA really quickly. And I'm not saying Steph, Clay, Draymond are old. But what I'm saying is that there have been times when you look out there and the guys on the other team, the opponents, are just a little too quick for them. And when you see that, you got to start thinking, okay, is this, uh, is this the beginning, the beginning of the end? And not, again, last year's championship kind of took people, well, they're still, the words are still great. They were when they needed to be last year. They haven't when they needed to be this year. And getting to the, po- I don't think this is a case where you can just say, well, once we get to the postseason, things will be great. We'll figure it out. Nobody wants to play us then. Yeah, that's because you got Steph Clay, Draymond, and people look at those guys in the postseason and know that they're all animals in the postseason. But is that going to be enough? And I just don't know if that's going to be enough this year with this team. Hey, I've got news, good news for everybody here. There's only two hours left of this nonsense because <laughs> this is your welcome to the 4 o'clock hour. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.